you for joining for the latest installment of TV Madness with Makisha Madden Toby. I'm your host. If you've ever followed me on Twitter or seen my top 10 series uh, uh, for 2016 or 2017, the list for Uproxx, you know the HBO comedy Insecure is one of my favorites. The Issa Rae series perfectly surmises dating and relationships for black millennials in Los Angeles like no one ever has. In fact, has anyone ever done that for mainstream audiences? I don't think so. I'd argue no. And while season one struck a chord with fans of Issa Rae and viewers in general, hungry for fresh perspectives, I couldn't help but notice the grumbles from a lot of the same fans with uh, season two and the problems with the dramatic comedies, uh, I guess, plot points and, and characterizations and stuff like that. They felt like a lot of or a lot of fans felt like the characters just weren't as good or the show just wasn't as good. Um, season two wrapped up in September, but people are still debating with me and among themselves about what the show got right and what went wrong. Here to help me dissect and debate the good, the bad, and the ugly about Insecure Season 2 is armchair critic Leela Banks, who uh, who will simply, we'll call Leela, and she mentioned, as I mentioned, uh, both seasons, Leela liked both seasons, I think, right, Leela? I'm sorry, Leela. Uh, I did. I liked both seasons, but I think um, the season one was definitely better. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about season two and see well, season one and season two. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, what went right, what went wrong, and as, as well as what we can expect hopefully in season three to maybe win back fans like Layla, who uh, wasn't as crazy about season two. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. I should also warn people, if you're listening, if you have not seen season one or season two of Insecure, turn the show off now because we will be dropping a lot of spoilers. So, um Layla, what did you like about season one, and then where did they lose you in season two, if they lost Okay, you? I, I really liked um, season one just because I was um, a follower of Issa's from her a web series, The Adventures, Adventures of Awkward, yeah, Black, Black Girl. Black Girl. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like it was just a continuation of that. I even liked seeing her former best friend, um, um, Sujata Day, in the um, series. Um, it was just so like her. It was just so Issa, mm-hmm. the first season. Mm-hmm. And it was, like you said, the writing was really fresh. And I'm not in the dating pool, but I felt like, oh, my gosh, it made me scared. Like and It made me, yeah, it made me glad I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really did. I was like, okay, I don't want to be out in that dating pool. But like, no, honey. Once it, yeah, once it came to season two, it was like kind of phoned in. It didn't seem like it was Issa that was writing it. It seemed like she had like a little bit of input on it, but it didn't seem like her. Like season one seemed like she wrote that. Hmm. Season two did not seem like she had her hand in every episode. And it do was you dragged like, out. Yeah, do you feel like, I think this happens with a lot of shows in terms of a sophomore slump, that they rushed the season, a lot, like they pushed it too fast, they pushed it out too yeah. fast. Like maybe they should have maybe had a little more time and like, you know, not as long as say Atlanta, <laughs> which we don't know. We still don't know when that's coming back for sure. But... <laughs> Um, that was the thing. It was funny. I remember watching the pilot and I had watched the pilot of first, actually four episodes for Atlanta and it, and Insecure was coming out around the same time. And so I remember watching the pilot and not really liking the pilot and then falling in love with Insecure right around, I think second or third episode. Um, but yeah, if that would be, if, if I were to have a criticism of season two and, and I, you know, just for the record, as you, as I stated, I really liked season two and we'll talk about that why, why in a minute. Um, I would say that they maybe rushed it and I was kind of hoping that Insecure would have been a fall show and then, but they pushed it out for the summer for whatever reason, I guess because of the hype and people were so excited about it. They wanted to hurry up and I guess please viewers. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I was super excited when I saw that it was coming out earlier, but then, like you're saying, I do wish it would have been a fall show because I do. I feel like it was really rushed, and I feel like it wasn't Issa's best writing and was kind of phoned in. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like how... Um, Lawrence character was like super bitter but I think it was realistic mm-hmm. because like men get super hurt over um like a woman doing the same thing they would have done to them and right. I didn't like yeah I didn't like the way he used um Tasha um to get right. over Issa just like totally didn't care for her right so, so, so you didn't care for Tasha the Tasha character I didn't care for her because it was like she was just like um what do you a vulture waiting to swoop in? <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I actually liked. I grew to like Tasha. I liked how she cussed him out when he turned out to not be who she thought he was. And on one hand, you could argue, well, what did she expect when she sort of was like a yeah. rebound girl? But on the other hand, it was like, but she's still a human being and didn't deserve what he was doing to her either. So I actually grew grew to appreciate her. And then she was gone. Like when she finally cussed him out, I was like, good for her. And then there was like no more Tasha. <laughs> yeah, I do. I was happy that she cussed him out because he did earn that. Yes. He really did earn yes. that. But I was mad at her for expecting more. She knew what she was. You know, she yeah. knew that she was going to be the rebound girl. <laughs> I did. I liked the writing for her because she did seem realistic, but yeah. I didn't like her vulture like <laughs> vulture like swooping in on him. I didn't like that at all. I'm like, girl, dang, girl, he just finished well, with his um, girlfriend last night. And- but Layla, okay, to be fair though, he was he was the one because like she flirted with him and he knew, and then you see in the season one finale that he was like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and tap that. Because she is receptive. And part two, the way they set up, and there was just this is just my interpretation, so correct me if I'm wrong, but or if you disagree, but it felt like he was aware. Like I think we're all aware, like who likes us when we're in a relationship, yeah. whether we pursue it or not. And then he went to the strip club and the chick was like, Oh, that's two hundred dollars if you want this, and it's two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars if you want that. And he was like, Hmm, I know a girl who'll give this to me for free. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it felt yeah. like, right? The next it's scene you see, not too far from that scene, you see him hooking up with Tasha. So I think that was a matter of convenience and also a thing of for like to stroke his ego and also it was free. And he was as we as we established in season one, uh Lauren seems pretty cheap. So he was not trying yeah. to pay the stripper for those favors when he knew he yeah. could get it for Tasha from, for free. You know what was surprising yeah. to me, though, Leo? It was hilarious sure. because, one, I felt like there were, like season two, season two or not, people seemed to be obsessed with this show on levels I never anticipated, which to me, again, speaks to the sort of uh, relevance of the show and necessity for the show. Even if the season, even if season two wasn't as strong, and I would, uh, you know, I can agree with that and much. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that much. It wasn't as strong as season one, perhaps, but I would argue that the show is still incredibly necessary and relevant because I couldn't believe the the insistent and, and incessant amount of uh, of think pieces that the show provoked. Like every yeah. <laughs> every week, every episode, like would, would prompt at least three to four think pieces i mean i'm just like really i mean people are thinking this much about the show it's a sitcom you do guys you guys do know it's a sitcom and then i couldn't believe how like the people on twitter who were like either in a lawrence hashtag lawrence hive or hashtag isa hive and writing for them like they were real people and again it was like okay not to be (laughs) not to be a debbie downer (laughs) but you guys do know that these aren't real people 
You know, that's how. That's I think that's the mark of a really good show. It when is. You have, um, yeah, people are really stratified and want. Okay, I'm on this side or I'm on right. that side. But I do think it's really relevant, and I'm no matter what Issa put out, I was going to watch it. Of course. I just, yeah, I just I'm obsessed with Issa. Mm-hmm. I think she is just a genius. But yeah, everything did, and you could feel her emotions, like when she set that fire. Um, or when somebody set the fire in her house, oh, and her frustration, like I could, it's just, it's so genuine. Yeah. I think that's why people love it and gravitate towards it. And again, I'm not in the dating pool, but I'm guessing <laughs> this is more relevant for the people who are in the dating pool and mm-hmm. they're seeing it and they're cringing. And <laughs> yeah, I love the way Molly did that. Um, the walk by with Lawrence. And that's so funny because I can remember a time when I was a teenager and I would do a walk by. <laughs> Everybody has done that. Like I, I will be speaking on behalf of my friend <laughs> to plead her case because you won't call her back. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just happened to be in the neighborhood. Oh yeah. You don't work over here. I know, but I was just walking. By. She you know what? Four I, times. Even though I've done a walk by, um, I was so goofy because until she got in the car and was talking to Issa, I didn't get it. Oh. I was like, wow, how convenient. <laughs> oh, I knew what she was doing. I knew she was doing a walk by. What I was surprised by was just like Issa in the car watching Tasha go in the bank. Yeah. And making the connection and then looking at, okay, wait, there's a Best Buy next door. There's the bank. There's the Best Buy. You know what I mean? Like that was like, uh-huh. that was some next level. Like that is exactly what women do. And also seeing Lawrence do the same thing, sort of like cyber stalk her and looking at her Facebook page. And, you know, and seeing that Daniel and her were at the same restaurant at the same time. Um, yeah. But, but okay, here here's what else I liked about the season. And, and like I said, I understand people's grumbles, but I, I think that the show got a lot of things right. I loved what they did with Chad. I thought he was hilarious. And, and I loved that all the scenes he stole in season two. I thought it was a great sort of development of a character, an, an ancillary character who certainly had, like, all this hilarious stuff to say. Not that he wasn't funny in season one, but he got really, really funny in season two. I also like Kelly and how she also was really funny. Oh, I love her. So, you know, subplots. Um, Daniel, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping they were going to do a little bit more with Daniel instead of just using him as sort of like a sexual prop for some stuff that Issa didn't really want to do or didn't was out of character for for her to do. But I think overall, I think season two, I would argue the philosophy or theory behind season two for me was. What were what worked anyway way with these characters was that it showed that they were doing things out of character and that this is like sort of the repercussion of those actions. Like when you do things out of character, when you go against who you are in, inherently, this is what it looks like. You know, Issa was not being herself. She was not behaving the way we the, she was not the character we, we grew to love. She was really <laughs> flawed this season. And I, I think that was really important to see. Molly also, you know. You know, cheating with a, a married man, her friend, knowing that that wasn't, you know, it was a dead end to that, knowing that that was not going to end well for her. And then seeing his wife and being in that awkward situation, I love the yes. conversation. Yeah, I mean, I love the debate online again, whether or not the wife knew about the affair and if they did, in fact, have an, an open relationship. And then. I, yes, I did question that as well. Right. Which, OK, goes to your point. People were saying that. One of the flaws of season two, which I even had to admit, was that they didn't sometimes, and in that instance in particular, explain things enough. They left no, it up to the viewer, and I don't think that that should be left up to the viewer. Like, did his wife know? 
was it an open marriage? And then the other question people created, which I thought was hilarious, I never even thought about it until people kept pointing it out to me, was was, was Tiffany cheating on Derek? <laughs> you know, at the end when Derek tells Lawrence and Chad, oh, well, Tiffany's going over to Issa's place to watch Due North, and we'll talk about Due North because that was hilarious to me. Um, oh, oh, I love <laughs> Real show. I actually had to Google it to see if it was a real story. I know, no, no. And, and it had Jake from Scandal. But anyway, uh, so Tiffany was supposed to go over Issa's house to watch Do North. And then they're sitting there watching it. Molly and Issa and Kelly are all sitting there watching Do North, the finale. And there's no Tiffany. And so there was a theory, a web theory, I think Twitter or, you know, the interwebs or whatever. People were theorizing that. Tiffany's cheating on Derek with that guy that he was talking about, I think, a couple episodes prior. So, okay. Right. So, but I'm like, yeah. really? <laughs> so, apparently. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of that. Yeah. I know. So, apparently, in season three, they're supposed to address whether or not Tiffany is actually cheating on him. If that's Derek's baby and a bunch of other stuff, I don't know if they're going to go there, but it would be fun if they do. Just and they to, barely their used response. Tiffany. Like, Tiffany was barely in any of the episodes. Well, uh, uh, I have a source that says. Uh, Kelly, who actually is one of the writers on the show, the actress who plays Kelly, whose name escapes me, is one of the writers on the show. And apparently she's not a fan of the actress who plays Tiffany and was like, well, that's what I had heard. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's true. And can we just talk about how they just glossed over her um, weight loss? She looked really good. She did. And they didn't even say anything about it. Well, they did and they didn't. It was very backhanded in that she was in the marathon. So they showed that she had been losing weight and that she was, and they even kind of get a slight nod to it when Tiffany's going through like running through how everybody's doing she's like look at kelly running marathons losing weight look at molly trying to get a new job you know interview for new jobs and then they were like okay look at isa and then they all stared at (laughs) (laughs) because poor poor isa is broke and homeless and just struggling which again i mean i i love that they captured that too because for so many on so many you know series other series which a lot of people compare insecure to sex in the city for instance and for so long on a show like Sex in the City, people were like, how is Carrie Bradshaw living this fabulous life and getting all of these, you know what I mean? Getting all these amazing designer shoes and she's a freelancer or, you know, she writes for a tabloid. So they kind of explore that eventually later on in the season. So I like that, to Insecure's credit, immediately were like, okay, now that Lawrence is gone and he's actually on the come up, poor Lisa is on the come down. Like on the come down oh, and- I was... I was so mad about that. I was like, look, she took care of him for two years. Even if he had to give her some money on the rent, <laughs> you know, he should have helped her because she supported him while he was out of work and down on his luck. Well, I know. And now it's like she's down on her luck and just all by herself, even though that's the way life works. That is. Still. Yeah, I was kind of mad about that. I know. And then you're like, okay, she's going to go live with her brother. And they threw us for a curve because in this finale, the, the final season, or second to last uh, scene. In the, in the finale for yes. season two, they show her going into Daniel's house. And you're you know, like, what you were, to go back on what you were saying about, I did want him that gorgeous chocolatey <laughs> goodness. I wanted his gorgeous chocolatey goodness, to, like you said, to be used as something or other than a sexual prop. I think they could have done so much more with him. And I can remember when um, Issa first slept with him, I was like, girl, no, don't do it. No, don't I do know. it. I mean, even though all that chocolatey goodness, but she was attached <laughs> to someone. But, yeah, I wish um, they could have used his character more. Maybe he could have just been a friend. And, because I find him yeah. really fascinating. 
I just yeah. I find the whole idea of him for for one because he's like that sort of everybody has it women and men has that one guy or girl that got away and you're like I wonder what would have happened so she pursues uh-huh. him in that regard right and only just be like mm, you know what actually things like working out with me and my boyfriend now I'm gonna leave you alone then he shows up at the party We're talking about season one of course he shows up at the party bursts her bubble her whole world is destroyed. And then she's like, okay. Uh, and then they run into each other. And it was just like one of those things. Like, okay, are they going to end up together? And then she made it the point of saying, well, I'm not just dating you. When he came to save her when she got into a car accident. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. And then. I was like, girl, let it go. I'm like, okay, all you got to do is say thank you. He came to rescue you. No, but she, right, but she made it a point of saying, but you know we're not. And then she gives him the oral sex business, and I'm just like, oh, what is happening? And people are like, oh, what happened with that? And getting that thing. Oh, my God. So. Yeah. <laughs> that part, I was like, okay, I don't really, I, I get it. But I, to me, she shouldn't have been really mad at him. And a lot of women may be mad at me for saying this, but she shouldn't have been mad at him. Because if she's doing a really good job, oh, I don't know. She should have really, you know, I just didn't think she had a reason to be mad at him. Well, like the way she got mad at him. He could have given but, her a little warning, but he could have. I mean, that's kind of like that was a porn move, though. You know that, right? Like people were like, "That's nasty," because that's what you do in a porn. Like in, in real life, if you or if someone you actually care about is pleasuring you in that way, you should warn them, <laughs> warn them that something's gonna come out. And he should have, you. but I think. I mean, her eye was hurt. Was, she got her. She had an eye injury. Yeah, <laughs> he could, he could have at least said, okay, you know. But I'm guessing he was. It was just so good, and it was in the moment. And but I, I talked about that with my husband, and I was like, okay, I talked about it with my I, husband too, and he was just like, yeah. that was nasty. That okay, was like that was husband, a disrespect. Maybe my husband's a pervert, but he didn't. He didn't think. <laughs> neither one of us thought that it was like it warranted. You know, her level of anger. I didn't uh, yeah. think it was that bad. I mean, not that that's ever happened to me, but I just didn't think it was or that me. bad. Thank God. Yeah. But still, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I think that they're, again, their relationship is sort of an extension of her relationship problems with Lawrence. And in that regard, it is realistic because as women, or as people, but particularly I'm going to talk about from my own perspective as a woman, we can't assume our partners or people we love can read our minds. So yeah. if if it's an issue or this is something you're trying to do, maybe before you do it, ex- explain yourself. <laughs> like, I'm doing yes. this freaky deaky stuff, but like, please respect my eyes and we're going to set up some boundaries right quick and then I'll get to it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, but it, it here's what I like I said to, to, to my earlier point, you can't knock that sort of fertile ground that it's creating in, ter- in in terms of discussion and having couples talk about this and having people write way too many think pieces about it and having people tweet about it ad nauseum like there's something there and I'm hoping that when it comes back in 2018 they'll have all of those kinks worked out so that yes no, if nothing else even if people don't like the direction the show is going in or perhaps what a character is doing i.e. I was really disappointed in Molly you know, not picking the lawyer yeah. guy to pick the boyfriend, the, the the boy, her boy from her childhood, and he's married, all that. But even if I don't like that, I would say the homework they need to do as a series for season three is to make sure that there aren't points and 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 plots and plot holes where people are trying to in their minds or fans are trying to work out things or answer questions that they should have answered. 
Like, yeah. we shouldn't have to guess whether or not Tiffany's having an affair or not. We shouldn't have to guess whether or not Dro's wife knew that, you know, she he was hooking up with Molly and if there was an open marriage or not. They should have, like, sort of explained it. And it wouldn't have even taken a long time to do that. No. You know, even yeah, a shot of a, yeah, now. you know what I mean? Like a screenshot of a text or anything to sort of alleviate that, those questions in fans' minds and making it feel like a sort of, um, that it was so still cooking and needed more cooking in the oven. You know what I mean? Like it just. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I hadn't thought about what you were saying, like how they were all acting out of character because yeah, I was, I was disappointed in Molly because the lawyer dude, he was a good guy. And he like, was he had her back and he was available. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, she, she, I mean, but I think that's all of us. But yeah, that's what I, I, I love so much about Issa. And like, she always makes you think always right and it was funny because i interviewed her like not long after the season ended on the red carpet for the emmys and i was really sad she didn't win anything she should have the show should have right but hopefully again maybe i don't season two not being the strongest i can't say that'll happen but again you know there's still hopefully a chance but she was surprised how like heartbroken people were even i guess michelle obama told her you know, oh wow. man, <laughs> yeah, was even saying, I really was hoping that you and Lawrence were getting back together and that it wasn't a fantasy sequence. And then because oh, it was so that sweet. fantasy sequence, yeah. yes, it just really played with my heart. I, was I like, know. Oh. I liked her hair in it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can do so many things with her hair. She I love it. I love that. Smile. I love she's like this poster girl for natural hair. She's awesome. Yes, she she's really awesome. is. <laughs> but it sounds like you're going to, Layla, it sounds like you like season, the, the show enough, season two flaws aside, to watch it. Next year? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely. It's Issa. I'm definitely <laughs> going to watch it. I love Issa. Like, she just, you know, this was just like um, a little misstep, but she's forgiven. I, I forgive her. Uh, yeah. I've been her, yeah, like I said, I've been her um, follower since Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. I and mean, then it was this other web series I can't remember the name of, but no, I'm so. She would have to do something really terrible <laughs> to make me say, I am not watching this anymore. Damn that, Issa. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, short of that, no, I'm definitely going to be there for season three. Yeah, and I think she listened to a lot of the criticism. People also, I don't know if you remember this, were upset that there weren't enough, I guess, signs of condom use. I don't know if you remember oh, no, that controversy. I didn't know that. There was that oh. controversy and, like, you know, all right, yeah, uh, Penny Prentice uh, was just sort of, or Prentice Penny, sorry, the one of the executive producers was just sort of like, okay, we're trying to, we'll do better season three. Like, please stop tweeting me about the condoms. Yeah, gosh, let it go. So there was, yeah, there was a little bit of that. Everybody loved Due North because that was that was the most hilarious fictional show within a show I think I've ever seen. Yeah, Um, (laughs) wouldn't that be funny if it was like The Simpsons and they got their own show? I know. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I know that would be awesome. Um, And I love, like I said, I love Chad. I love Kelly. I love Kelly's little love life with her boyfriend. I hope to see them again in season three. Uh, I hope hopefully they'll answer the questions about whether or not Tiffany was cheating on Derek. It's <laughs> like, what? yes. Um, and where, where, where was, why did Issa end up going to Daniels? What happened to her brother? Like all these questions, you know, I'm sure we'll have to hopefully get answers for in season three. But like I said, no matter what, good or bad, this is a show people are definitely going to be watching and talking about and writing about, tweeting about and thinking about. And uh, for a half hour show, I think it, it's a pretty strong, pretty, pretty good show. I love it. I think it's, one it's of a really shows. good show. Yeah, I, I do. do. I love it. Yeah, see, we agree on that. We don't necessarily yeah. agree about season two. But I, I, I see your points. I see your points, Lila. Yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> see yours too. I, yeah, but thanks, I'm Layla. Watch. Yes, no problem. <laughs> and thanks for coming on the show. This is the end of it. 
Okay, well, that wasn't too bad, bad, right? Yeah. No, no, that was it. That, that was, was painless. Good. You can come on anytime. We'll figure out something okay. else to talk about next season. How's that sound? In 2018. Right, well, let's talk. We can talk about my book that's coming out. Oh, well, no, um, plug the book time. now. Plug the book now. What's the okay, book? Okay, well, it's called The Whole Truth and Nothing But the Truth. Congratulations. Um, so help me, teacher. Thank you. It's an anthology. I, I wrote two chapters in it along with 12 other teachers. That's beautiful. And, um, yeah, I'm going in February to Atlanta to, it's either the end of January or February to, um, most of the people who wrote are on the East Coast. So I'm going to oh, go wow. over there to Atlanta and, um, do the book promotion. I'm so and proud come of you. Right back. Yeah, That's thank incredible. You. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, so I have to thank our guest, Layla Banks. She is an author, in addition to being an awesome teacher, a high school teacher, and yes. armchair critic, mom, wife, hilarious observer, one of the coolest people you could ever talk to. And I thank you for being on the show, Layla. Well, thank you. All right, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Bye. Bye. NPR West, our sponsor, Chevrolet, Find New Roads, and adamandeve.com. Enter promo code MADNESS, that's M-A-D-N-E-S-S, for the TV Madness podcast, and a percentage of whatever you order will go to the show. Check out Top Seller Wish by WeVibe. And again, a percentage of that sale and all sales will go to the fine podcast you just listened to, if you like what you listen to, uh, if you use the promo code MADNESS. Production assistant and graphic artist Adam Janis. The amazing Marcia, who made me sound like a normal human being. (laughs) Uh, And you, thanks for listening.